Hello and welcome back to yet another Let's Talk edition with Daniel Mulligan. How's it going, man? Hey, my man, Buddy Housing. Glad to be here with you. And I would love to actually have our show continued. So I'm so glad uh, to hopefully have this uh, wonderful program with you, the Let's Talk edition. Let's get started. Let's do it. Um, it's uh, It's been a while since we talked about uh, you and what you're doing with your life and whatnot, the book and everything. So why don't you go ahead and give us some updates about your personal life, like housekeeping stuff. Oh, interesting. Personal life. Well, when it comes to personal things. Well, personal and business. I meant like pretty I well. meant business rather. <laughs> but, <laughs> all right, go ahead. Well, let's just say that on the personal life, things are quite wonderful, probably better than they've ever been. Uh, probably in a couple of years. So I'm very happy about that. And more importantly, uh, I, get, I get the opportunity to make a lot of friends from around the world and expand my social circle. And that's just a, an incredible opportunity. So I'm very happy about that matter. And uh, with respect to, of course, uh, business, things are going quite well because we have uh, spread out our operations throughout many different countries and continents. So now pretty much whatever happens to the economies, I don't know if China goes down, or America goes up, we're going to go up. If America goes down, China goes up, we're going to win. So I have designed my business plan in a way that I do not have to care which country is going to go up or down. Ultimately, whichever nation goes up, we try to put more eggs in their stocks. And if whichever country goes down, remove our investment in that country, just put it somewhere else. And as you already know me, my philosophy as well as my major motto for my brand is uh, uh, no inner limits or outer borders. And that's because I do not believe in having to put your eggs in all baskets. So things are getting really good and uh, we're kicking off basically a lot of new projects. So things are going well, pretty happy about the results so far. And more importantly, I'm very uh, quite happy to be here talking to you and having awesome guys like you around, man. Awesome. Um, it's, it's, it's good to hear. How, how about the book? Well, actually that's another issue because as you know, we've been involved in a lot of business. So uh, right now I finished the first draft. I was in one of my uh, seminars and one of the attendants asked me, so Dan, where's your goddamn book? You <laughs> promised a book to be released. I don't know. It was supposed to be what uh, April or something. And then you right. postponed it one more time. You said, I'm going to get my birthday. And then you postponed it. <laughs> he, he was really pissed because uh, he oh, was really? waiting for that book. I said, man, I'm really sorry. I mean, some things happen because I'm an extrovert. You see, that's one of the problems with extroverts is that it is much harder for us to stick with introverted stuff like writing a book than it is to finishing projects or networking or meeting people. So in this regard, the, the basic the, the first draft is finished. But as you know, a book yeah. isn't just about the first draft or the main concept. It has to be written and rewritten based upon what Brian Tracy has suggested five times. Right. He said, if you have not revised your book at least five times, that book is garbage. And of course, that's uh, I, I'm pretty sure that he's uh, exaggerating here, but still, you got to you know consider the fact that it does take a lot of effort to write a good book. And so for me, I'm going to have to working on rewriting it. And the biggest problem that I have so far is, of course, adding the references because this is a nonfiction book. It's not like a novel where you can just write down whatever you want. I know there are a lot of authors who just write down their stuff, and they sell pretty good books. But I'm not one of those, so I have to actually add a lot of references to support my ideas because we have to borrow from schools of psychology, linguistics, and various other uh, right, classes. Right. So that definitely is very time consuming. And then actually, uh, after a while, when I was working on a book, I then moved on to see how Robert Greene does it because I remember a while back, people asked him a lot, Robert Greene, so when is going to be your next book, which is supposed to be The Laws of Human Nature, by the way, at that time. This was about five years ago. And he said, it's done when it's done, because I don't want to rush it. And people said, well, if you don't rush it, then probably you're going to fall behind. 
and he just had a lot of great ideas. So in this regard, I realized that I could just right now, just, you know, the, the draft is finished, right? So I'm just going to, you know, post it on Amazon and just get it done already. But I thought maybe that's not going to be a very good start to my writing career because I have never had a book published before. So I thought that I would actually put more into this. However, being me, I'm not a professional. So I know that at some point I will probably uh, have the book will never be complete and there's always going to be a work in progress. So for that reason, now things are fun and I guess there will be no major problem. And I will try my very best, hopefully, to publish the book as soon as possible. Uh, given the projects and the scales. And uh, right now, of course, I'm trying to promote first the Mulgan method. And uh, not long ago, actually, I had an interview with a Russian TV uh, channel. And it was my first uh, interview, uh, TV interview in the Russian language, which is pretty amazing. I've had wow. inter uh, TV appearances uh, basically before, but they were all in English. This was the first time that I was on TV uh, in Russian. That was pretty incredible. And of course, very challenging because there were a lot of uh, questions being asked. And there's this time, I mean, of course, now my level in Rush, uh, Russian right now is uh, close to C2, which means I can basically write a dissertation in Russian. But still, there's a huge difference between learning a foreign language and then performing uh, basically yeah. that language in front of camera. That's a whole different story, obviously, but it was pretty good. So uh, for now, I'm trying to actually promote uh, first uh, basically my ideas and the Mulgan method, because as you know, uh, what's the point of writing a book if there are no readers, right? And the first, sure. first principle in business is first get the clients, then give them the products. So uh, even though the book has not yet been released, I'm working on it, but I'm more, uh, more importantly, I'm working on basically uh, sending out the message regarding the book and to make sure that people understand that there's this cool method by the name of Mulligan method. Of course, I don't want to like, you know, advertise my own method. Just, it seems like pretty like jerkish, but still. Advertise uh, away, my I, man. I, it's uh, it's your platform. Do it. Do whatever you want. Thank you very much, buddy. <laughs> thank you very much, basically. And uh, because of this, uh, we just uh, have to somehow let him know about this matter, that this is a great formula. It's probably one of the easiest, fastest and most efficient ways to learn a foreign language, because I myself, as you know me, I'm an entrepreneur, so I'm pretty busy. Time is something that I do not have a lot of, and it tends to become more and more scarce as the years go by. So I don't have the time to grab a goddamn boring textbooks and just go home, do stupid drills. So I want something practical, which is exactly why I created this uh, Mulligan method. And uh, uh, for the time being, of course, uh, even though the book is not published yet, and I'm still working on it, I will try to share more and more of basically uh, the ideas there. Uh, and give a preview of that in the upcoming uh, Polyglot editions of Beyond the Present podcast. Yep. So definitely the more there, there's more to come. Uh, I will make sure that the quality is uh, maintained. And of course, as soon as the I realize the book is uh, basically at, at the level that it should be, at an appropriate level, then of course, I'll be more than glad to publish it. And hopefully we're going to uh, make sure that all of our listeners, viewers, uh, as well as followers will get, get their hands on a copy. Excellent. And uh, yeah, it's... It's actually a very challenging task writing a book, especially nonfiction. I I don't know about fiction, so I'm not making comments, but definitely nonfiction. I like um, when I like you mentioned you're an extrovert. I talk to my very introvert friends. I mean, not necessarily introverts, but they're writers, so they're like that's actually their job, and they're saying the same thing. It's it takes a lot of time, and the first draft is uh, is not is not even close to what you want it to be. So exactly. you have to revise exactly. it over and over again. So, you so see, yeah, man, I get it. Introverts have problem with it. Just imagine yeah. what Daniel's going to do. <laughs> exactly. And uh, and speaking of uh, uh, Mulgan method, although it was not at the time called such, but uh, I can I can really attest to that. I can. It's it's a great method. It's uh, 
Uh, I myself am a byproduct of that. I have gone through all of that in person. It's like I think world will appreciate this. The world of language. Thank you very much, so, buddy. It truly yeah. means a lot coming from you, especially after our decade-long friendship. Yeah. I'm truly honored to hear that. And of course, that's exactly what we tried to do. And because the Malgan method is about the method of immersion, making it real, making it practical. And uh, of course, you owe it not just to this, but to your own zest and passion, as well as your sure. uh, high level of intelligence. I mean, not everybody's going to be a physicist. I mean, come on, let's be honest, man. You got to be super smart for that kind of stuff. But still, generally, I appreciate your compliment. And yes, we're going to work on this. Uh, I will make sure that the book is not going to be released unless the quality matches what I expect to be the minimum requirement because I'm not a professionist. So sorry, guys, if you expect the, you know, the latest, uh, you know, uh, blockbuster or like the latest bestseller that's going to change the world standard of writing. Sorry, just go to somebody else. I don't know. Find someone else. Who was that famous uh, author of uh, Blink? And uh, I forgot his name. Yeah, uh, there was yeah. a famous author of the book Blink and many other similar books. He's very famous, actually. I forgot his name. And he was, uh, uh, I forgot his name. And yeah, if you want to write uh, find really, really. Uh, oh, Malcolm. Cool. Malcolm Gladwell. Now, yeah, exactly. That guy is yeah. a pro, man. Like, if you want, you know, if you want me to write a book like Malcolm Gladwell, then please just uh, just hit the road, Jack. Seriously, not going to happen. <laughs> but uh, I will try my best. Uh, at least the book, you know, has that minimum standard international quality for nonfiction guidebooks that it will teach you how to do things. And hopefully, as soon as the book is ready, we'll make all the announcements uh, live and on our podcast. Excellent. And uh, actually, what we're talking about today is not totally relevant to all the things we talked about in a very general sense. They tie together. And we're going to talk about um, how you turn an idea or a concept that you have into a business. So a lot of people go have lots and lots of ideas about how what to do um, and uh like if you do this, it's going to be awesome. But there are sometimes lack of initiative, uh, probably most of the times, and a lot of the times not knowing how to monetize such an uh, idea or concept, or or lots of other obstacles that people face um, to turn into uh, turning turn an idea into a, a business and something that uh, they can sell a product or a service, no matter what, um, and get their, their the cash so they can pr produce more and let the world use more of what they're producing. Um, exactly. so, so so I think this is a key aspect that we can talk about. And you having done that many times, I thought this is going to be an awesome topic that we can talk about together. So what um, a great choice, man. Great, great yeah. choice. Fantastic. Yeah. So why don't you actually go ahead and mention the few things that you think are the biggest obstacles of turning an idea into 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 a business? So what are the first things that everybody needs to consider, no matter what the idea is? And what are the major obstacles that come uh, that or might come across no matter what the idea is? Fantastic. Well, first of all, uh, as you know, my basically motto, no inner limits or outer borders. Uh, when it comes to the obstacles, all almost all of the major obstacles are always inside of you. That is Deep down inside, a lot of us, we don't believe that our ideas can be monetized because, unfortunately, a lot of us, first of all, uh, lack uh, self-confidence and secondly, don't uh, have much uh, experience with business as well as entrepreneurship. So we say, well, the idea came from me, so it probably is not worth that much. Why should I even bother pursuing it, right? So the biggest obstacle for most people who cannot turn their ideas into a profitable business is that they don't believe it is possible. I mean, they just don't think that, oh, my gosh, well, 
what if I can literally change it into, you know, make, you know, make, 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 find a way to make money from it? I mean, right now we're living in a world where almost any idea can be turned into, you know, uh, a, a source of income. Almost anyone can make money in any possible activity. Even in the past, I mean, people, you know, our parents used to tell us, like, listen, don't play video games. You can't do anything with that thing. Just study harder, right? Now, some of the highest earning people are just uh, gamers who are putting their stuff on Twitch and YouTube and making millions, right? So the point is, the modern world is built in a way where almost anyone can basically sell whatever idea they got thanks to the power of the internet, especially social media. This was not possible in the past, you know, uh, 20, 30 years ago. I mean, if you had an idea, you should first call all your family members, then try to tell your friends about it, go, you know. Uh, try to spread out some flyers and brochures and whatever. Now in the modern world, none of that is necessary. And we're living in a world where that is basically whatever idea you got, you can start reaching people right away, immediately on various social uh, media platforms. Of course, as you know me, I'm a huge fan of LinkedIn. I think the most profitable and the most business-oriented social media is uh, basically in, uh, uh, LinkedIn because, as you know me, I use uh, basically various platforms. I use Instagram. I use Twitter. Uh, but through extensive research, as well as, uh, you know, the results that we've acquired in our uh, companies in the past uh, few years, I realized the most profitable one actually for making money is ironically LinkedIn and uh, uh, followed by Instagram, because that also has a huge wide reach, especially for, you know, retail type of businesses, basically. But in general, in the world where you can reach anyone and just pitch your idea to anyone, there's almost no limit on what you can accomplish. But if you don't believe that's possible, you're never going to do it. I mean, in any area of life, if you really don't believe that by calling enough customers, you're going to get a, you know, yes, you won't follow it. You don't care. You don't bother. And because of that, you need to actually uh, create uh, your own perspective towards uh, life. You need to understand what it really means to uh, basically uh, sell your ideas. And once you believe that you can make money from any idea, then, because we say basically in life, this is from one of my mentors, Mr. Tony Robbins, who says, Success is 80% psychology and 20% mechanics. And that is exactly why success always begins inside of you. And all of the majority of the obstacles exist within you. Not believing in your idea, that's number one. You believe that your idea is not good enough. Number two, not believing that you can actually make money from that idea. And number three, not having the, you know, the guts to shoot for your dream and to risk failure. Because let's be honest, even though you can make money from all ideas, not everyone is making money in all industries. I mean, we mentioned earlier about these uh, gamers who are making money on U Twitch and YouTube. For every gamer who's, a, who's profitable on U Twitch or YouTube, we have hundreds of thousands who are not making a damn thing, right? For every entrepreneur who's profitable and is making billions, there are hundreds of thousands of bankrupt entrepreneurs who just have to go back getting jobs. So the fact of the matter is that you at some point have to face the reality, and that's when you realize there's competition. And whatever idea you got, the chances are somebody else probably has a similar idea somewhere in the world. And boom, you got it yourself, a you know, competition. And once you got a competition, things start to change a little bit because that's when uh, we have to focus on the mechanics of business, entrepreneurship, marketing and sales. And that's a whole different, basically, a story. But for most of us, the problem really exists within us in that we don't believe that an idea can be turned into uh, basically making money. And because of this, we just simply don't do anything about it. But if somehow we find that belief that, yes, whatever idea I got right now, I can make money from it, 
then you will start taking the action necessary to first see the feedback that you're getting. And then only once you get the feedback, then you can actually change the approach. So that's the number one problem. If people learn that they can sell their, their ideas and they can make money from it, that is, from my perspective, the best way to start the whole process. So you mentioned, I, I think I, I couldn't agree with you more. And it's very universal, no matter what you, not even turning ideas into business, but no matter what you want to do, I think if, if, if it involves some initiative, which almost everything does, if you don't believe in yourself and you don't think you can do it, and that is not to say that you're not going to make mistakes. That is not to say that you're not going to fail. That is to say that, yes, I'm going to fail. Not Maybe not the first time or maybe I do. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Failure is going to be along the way, and I'm okay with that. And that's part of the part of the journey. Nevertheless, if you if you don't accept that and you don't take some beliefs in yourself, there's no way you can actually do anything. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. so I think you you actually went even further than just turning ideas into business. Like that involves any kind of initiative. It's anybody wants to do. Uh, of course, because it's yeah. very important, man. Because uh, yeah. of course, when it comes to making money, it's very different. Because we're talking about influencing others, right? And I teach this a lot to my friends in various business seminars, and I tell them that you cannot sell an idea if you yourself don't believe in it. And the very best salespeople or the people who can really influence others with their ideas, because let's be honest, it, basically making money from your idea simply means getting others to say yes to your idea and to believe in the value that it offers them and to exchange that value with money. And if you yourself don't believe your idea works or is, uh, you know, the best shit ever, then no one's going to believe you because you yourself should be the most passionate, the most excited about that idea. Otherwise, nobody will believe in it, right? That's the first step. And unfortunately, a lot of people don't believe in that. Uh, it's, uh, you know, I, I've heard that, that uh, probably every single one of us, uh, at least a few times per year, on our commute to and from work or off office or school, we have one idea that can make us a multimillionaire, but unfortunately, we do nothing about it. This means that right now, to all of our listeners out there, in the past year, you probably have had more than two ideas that you thought of traveling to and from work or school that could have made you a multimillionaire, but you probably ignored it. And the reason, as we already mentioned, was because you did not take action. And guess what? I'm at the same time pretty sure that you had this experience. Here's an experience that probably all of us had at some point. At some point, probably, you thought of some idea, maybe like a gadget or an instrument or a service or a business or an app or something. You thought of something cool that should have uh, perhaps helped a society, and you did nothing. Then two years later, you saw that the, the exact same idea is now turned into an app or a product or a service right there on the shelf. And people are buying it. And he said, dude, I thought of that idea two years ago. These guys are now making millions from this. Well, guess what? There's a reason why those guys are now put this stuff on the shelves and you got nothing. Because they actually took that idea and did something with it, right? And that is exactly why I believe that the, uh, that belief uh, in yourself is very incredibly important. Without it, almost nothing is possible. For sure. It's actually very funny because uh, when you were talking about, uh, when you were talking right now, before you actually mentioned the specifics of, or you had an idea and then it turned into actuality later on. Uh, it, it, before you said that, it actually came to my mind a conversation that I had with a friend of mine a month ago or thereabouts. And that was the exact same thing that she was telling me like in, in multiple occasions. Um, that, yeah, And it was not even two years. It was like a matter of weeks and sometimes months. 
you see like, that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, that, yeah, man? you gotta. And uh, and that's another thing. Like, um, so so one thing we were discussing this, and one thing uh, would come up was uh, actually somebody else put put this forth. But then they were like, oh, but if you did start, they probably still had a head start on you. And I was like, well, sure, but even even if if you started after, it doesn't mean that you don't you can't compete. Depends on the I guess on the on the product idea, whatever. But at the end of the day, for for many things, you can actually compete. Or you can but do, I mean, dude, competition is the very essence of business. Sure. Name one product or service that is exclusive. Yeah, in a free for, market, name, almost nothing. For Facebook, I don't know. For example, for Facebook, there's Twitter, right? I don't know. For for Apple, there's Samsung. For what? Name one idea, yeah. one app, one facility, one service, one tourist uh, tourist uh, industry. I don't know. Whatever it is, name one thing that there there's no competition in it, right? Every yeah. single product, every single idea will, by its very nature, it's the nature of humanity, you will always find co- you know, competition in whatever you do. And because of this, having an idea and being afraid of the competition and not doing anything with it is just simply silly because you can always compete using the right strategies. Yeah, it's um, and it. So after all that, after seeing so many examples firsthand myself and through so many others and you mentioning it now, this has become my my um, quote-unquote philosophy in that I say if if you've thought of something of the 7 billion people on this planet probably somebody else also has and it doesn't matter you just have to, have to still do it uh, if you think it's worthy and, um, and yeah we, we I, I don't know we, I think we have sometimes um, a selfish kind of bias that oh I thought of this nobody has so I can do it later but that simply is not true I have yet to see that and um, and yeah so so uh, I, I just wanted to share that story just in case Absolutely. somebody still had some doubts. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, that's uh, right. Yeah. And okay, so now how do we or anybody um, overcome this biggest barrier of theirs? And that is self-belief, if you will. Well, uh, let's be honest, man. We have talked extensively about this issue in uh, various episodes of not only the Let's Talk, but in general, the very purpose of personal development. I remember, I still remember that day I was in one of my seminars and a, le- a young lady asked me, Daniel, you always talk about personal development. What's the point? What is this personal development you always talk about? I don't get it. And it was, of course, pretty fun because uh, the purpose of that seminar was not explaining what is personal development because we had absolutely no time. We were short for time. So I couldn't quite fully get the answer. But This is the very purpose of personal development. You see, personal development is something that allows you to transform yourself by changing your belief system, acquiring new experiences to prove your new beliefs, and then making them concrete. That's personal development. And that requires hard work. It requires sacrifice. It requires failure. It requires getting turned down by people. It requires going back and uh, not only making no progress, but actually going backwards and eventually learning from them. The whole purpose of personal development is this, is to develop your self-esteem. I have had many people who come to me. I know a lot of people, a lot of men, some women who came to me years ago who did not believe in themselves, who thought that their ideas were not worth anything, who didn't believe they were good at anything, who didn't feel like they were attractive enough. And now, four or five years later, they all have great ideas about themselves. Now, these people have not changed genetically. 
Their ideas have not changed. They are still the same people, the same backgrounds, the same brain, the same intelligence, same ability. Now, why is it that these people now feel better about themselves than they felt nearly five years ago? The answer is personal development. Yeah. And they're that the is same why... people, yet they're not. Oh. Exactly. That's the whole point, uh, which is why I'm a huge fan of, uh, you know, talking about personal development, because almost all salespeople, as well as entrepreneurs who tend to work in very unstable environments and they face with a lot of, you know, rejections in their work are so much, you know, they, they, they love this stuff and they just go for it. It's because they really understand the point. And the point here is you've got to work on yourself. Let's be honest, Pujiks, it isn't very easy to just come out of you know nowhere and just start believing yourself now some of us sure. are you know lucky like that maybe some maybe you know you were the tough boy in high school and now this happened maybe you were the kind of guy who just got into a lot of fights because you thought you were, you were pretty strong and then this time i gave you something i have been one of those guys who tend to you know somehow uh be a little bit of on the aggressive side in high school so maybe some of you had this this way like you probably grew up feeling pretty you know confident but most of us we're not like this most of us we have to actually learn how to become confident through uh, going the, through the pr process of personal development by trying something new, failing, uh, somehow realizing that failure does not mean the end of it, and eventually pursuing un uh, pursuing our goals and dreams until we uh, achieve success. And boom, once we get it, we realize, guess what? Maybe I was not such a piece of shit after all. Man, I, I got, I bought my first car, man. I, 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 I'm 18 years old and I got my first car. That's cool. And this is the whole point. You see, you want to actually gradually increase the challenges in your life and then try to achieve more to reach that level of self-confidence. But ultimately, uh, it really comes down to believing in yourself and working on yourself. Now, we, we can talk in extents about how to do this in our uh, future podcasts, but generally, the essence of developing your belief in yourself and your self-confidence is to achieve something. I mean, let's be honest. Now, there are a lot of you know trainers, uh, a lot of teachers tell you that, you know what, just believe in yourself. You know what, just Look at the window and tell yourself that you're the coolest guy ever. And then say that 25 times per day until you fucking get bored and just stop the whole thing, right? <laughs> this is not going to work out. Now, there are some who do, who do suggest such things. And, of course, they want you to buy their books and training and seminars. And then after it didn't work, go back to more seminars, right? Of course, kind of like, you know, psychotherapy for the most part. It's not like a business. But I want to tell you the reality. No. If you really believe that you are a piece of shit, that I'm sorry. Telling yourself you're not a piece of shit is not going to change anything because you believing that you're a piece of shit is now a part of your subconscious mind. It's deeply down inside of your, you know, a subconscious and that's now it's a rooted behavior. So the only way that it can change the subconscious mind is number one, to give yourself time. That is genuine self-esteem takes a long time to be changed. It doesn't happen overnight. Now I'm sure there's a lot of these, you know, cool centers like in one day transformation, we're going to become someone new. Oh, I mean, these things, we have a lot of these crap, of course. That's one of the reasons why a lot of people tend to be skeptical about the whole personal development thing, because we see a lot of these, you know, shitty stuff. But the point is, uh, genuine self-esteem, it takes a long time to be changed because you really need to do a lot of things that at first you're scared shitless about and keep doing them poorly until you get some shitty results. And then tolerate those shitty results and keep trying again until you get slightly less shitty results. And then keep tolerating that pain and without giving up, keep going until you keep trying. And you get slightly now even less shitty results. And you keep this process until someday you get good results. And only then the subconscious mind says, wait a minute, wait a minute. For the past 25, 30, 20, 12, 40, 55, 60 years of my life, I believe that I was a piece of shit. 
but if I am a researcher, then how, how come I could get this result? Maybe I was wrong. And boom, that's when you start to gradually question your false assumption about your value. And boom, that's when you begin developing your self-esteem. So I'm not going to teach you some of those woo-hoo techniques of just say, oh, for five hours every day and then say, oh, I'm so good. This, this bullshit is not going to work out. Instead, what I can tell you to do is set a goddamn goal that you think you don't deserve. Try to take action. Fail like an idiot again and again and again. Tolerate being an idiot without giving up. Analyzing the feedback of the stupid results you get and keep trying to make them less stupid and less stupid and less stupid and boom, genius results. Congratulations, you're now a genius. You've just transformed yourself from an idiot to a complete genius that is a source of joy and pride for a lot of people. So understand, we all have to go through this. If you want me to give you one wizard key of like, say this phrase and now you'll be confident. Sorry, that's not going to happen. You need to actually get your hands dirty. Success requires you get your hands dirty. Confidence requires you take a lot of risks that you might not even want. I remember some of the risks I used to take. Of course, not now. Now it is uh, pretty much almost nothing scares me. But when I was, let's say, for example, 15 or 16, some of the risks I would have taken back, back they would have like shake my whole body. I'm not kidding, man. Like would have shaken my whole body. Uh, but uh, th this uh, now seems like a joke, right? The same thing can happen to you as well. That is, you can actually try to take action by facing those fears. Like, should I actually go and call a company and share them my idea? Beep, beep, hello? Uh, hi, hi. Uh, this is, uh, this is uh, uh, Johnny, and I have some... Oh my gosh, they hung up on me. How dare they are. Sorry, that's called entrepreneurship. That's called sales. This happens all the time. And guess what? Now you're first going to get depressed for a couple of days. Don't, don't worry about it. You're going to get okay. Go get depressed. Come back after three days. Oh my gosh, I can't believe these guys don't believe my, my ideas. Let me call the next company or the next guy. Boom, boom, beep, beep. Hello, how can I help you? Oh, oh, hi. I have an idea. Oh, really? What's the idea? Uh, uh, goodbye. Beep. Oh, my gosh. They still don't <laughs> listen to me, right? But guess what? You made a progress here. What happened? You can actually say fucking three words now this time. Like last time. Good job. Keep going. Keep calling. But guess what? Not everybody keeps calling, right? Now, the same thing, of course, you know, funny little story, but this is exactly the essence of success. That is, entrepreneurs and those people who can turn their ideas into means of profit, because that's really what, you know, entrepreneurship is all about you know there's nothing uh you know crazy about entrepreneurship an entrepreneur is someone who can convert an idea into a, a source of income by getting enough people to believe that that idea is worth value and then they get them to exchange that value with money and ultimately we're talking today about entrepreneurship and entrepreneurship is not just a science but also an art which means it, it does require you to get good at it too practice your creative essence and to somehow become uh, the kind of person that you are willing to take the kind of risks that you need to take to achieve the, you know, your goals. So ultimately, that's life. And because of this, you have to understand that progress should be made step by step. You're not supposed to immediately turn your idea into you know, uh, a source of income. Now, there are faster ways around it. For example, if you have an idea, but you've never been an entrepreneur, then you can join forces with an entrepreneur who's already doing business, who's already profitable, and say, guess what? Let's become partners. Now, you will then be able to uh, somehow combine 
the experience of that entrepreneur with your idea, and boom, now you can make the progress that you would have made on yourself probably in 10 years in a matter of 10 days or 10 weeks. And that's exactly what's happened. So if you want to like, uh, you know, if you really are scared of selling your idea or something, don't worry, find a partner. You don't have to do it alone. And guess what? Nothing happens alone. I have worked as an entrepreneur for almost more than uh, probably 15 years now. And I can tell you this, shit, no shit happens alone. Everything I've ever had was because of partnership of some kind. The idea of a solopreneur is a total myth. The only solopreneurs I know are broke and have no money. So understand that just because you have an idea, no one expects you to do it alone by yourself, man. Get a team, get a partner, get a better yet, get 10 partners, bring a lot of people on board, get them involved with the project because two brains work better than one and 10 work even better than two. So why don't you just you know create a team here now because that way you can share your ideas. And that is why I'm a huge fan of basically building teams because I believe that I myself, um, I'm one guy and there are a few things that I'm pretty good at, probably, probably, I don't know, but there are a lot of things that I know shit about. I mean, I'm pretty sure right now, I'm probably right now, uh, Pujix, but you are the producer of the show. Uh, but dude, I, I can never compete with you in terms of the knowledge of, you know, technology and the internet and I don't know, tech and anything, you know, uh, super geeky or super nerdy because dude, you're fucking smart. I'm, I, I cannot compete with you, man. But guess what? We're in the same team, which means all of your knowledge of technology and science can be combined with, let's say, my knowledge of business, and boom, now we've got a team here. Things can go much faster, which is why I believe that you should not be insecure about your, basically, uh, weaknesses. Yes, it's true. Daniel Moggin has a lot of weaknesses when it comes to, let's say, uh, I don't know, programming or website designs or uh, basically anything technology-related. But guess what? Once he's teamed up with Pujix, he doesn't have to worry about anything because this guy's going to handle all of it. Why? Because he's damn good at it, right? So the same thing applies to your ideas. Maybe you have a lot of great ideas, but you don't know how to implement them. Well, find a guy who is good at implementing, but is not very good at creating ideas. Because let's be honest, some guys are like this. Like, you can just give them any task, they do it. But they have a problem. They can't create it. They don't say what to do. You just got to tell them what to do, right? So because of this, you need to understand that uh, an, another important factor in converting your ideas into a source of business and an income is to join force with other profitable entrepreneurs who are already in business. Because let's be honest, man, it takes a long time to get good at sales. It takes a long time to get good at, you know, closing deals. It takes a long time to get good at, you know, pricing. And you need to develop that, you know, instinct. So there are right now a lot of entrepreneurs who got a lot of cash and are willing to invest in your idea or business if they just hear your name and know your idea. But guess what? How can you do that? You got to first believe in yourself then you know, all right, this guy's got some money. He's an entrepreneur. He's ready to invest. Let's go hit this guy up. And guess what? Do you think the first investor that you will call will say, oh, yeah, oh, my gosh, I've been waiting for your idea for 10 years. I'm so happy that you're here. Of course. And they say, what, what the fuck? Just get, just get the fuck out of here, man. Babe, gone, right? So, sorry, that's life. It's called the numbers game. It's called the sales funnel. In all social matters, life goes through a funnel. You approach 10, for example, people. From those 10, five of them actually will look at your eyes. From those five, three of them will listen to your idea. And from those three, maybe one take a flyer. Now, from all those will take flyers. Will they buy your stuff? No. Maybe, for example, three of them will buy it. Most will not. It's called the sales funnel. And all social matters, whether it's to find an investor or to find a client, 
or to find, uh, I don't know, the love of your life or to find the best partner or to find the best school to take your children, whatever it is, it goes through that funnel and you want to know exactly how it goes there. So ultimately, this is why I believe in the, in the power of getting teams and not doing it alone. The idea of a successful solopreneur is a total myth. The number of successful solopreneurs that I personally know are between zero and none. They don't exist. So get a team, get a lot of people on board, share your ideas with them. But of course, since we start by yourself, you, you obviously want to get, uh, you know, the partners that you trust, obviously. You don't want to just go randomly out shadowing the world. Like, oh, I got a great idea. Boom. They're going to steal your idea, right? So first share with the people that you trust and then create a team because that will help you a lot to be able to turn and convert your idea into an actual business because business is nothing more than a team of people who work on an idea to serve people uh, with their products or services. Well, by no means we have exhausted this topic and uh, there's lots to talk about and there's little time. So I guess we can uh, make, uh, leave uh, leave this topic at, at this point where we are. Uh, of course, we will have these conversations. There's a bunch of people who have already been on the podcast, uh, such as our latest uh, guest, Deep, if you recall. Um, we, we're, we had good conversation about UFOs, but we didn't get get to talk about he's an excellent entrepreneur and technologist and um, I'm sure we're going to have episodes with other other people as well so we can continue uh, this this whole phenomena there but to come back to the idea to the point of um, you know uh, getting past yourself and self self doubts I think uh, I think the one thing that I'm going to be wanting to add on what you just said is essentially um, you you have to be be a skeptical person you have to accept that you don't know everything and you're willing to take a second look at things that you think you do know and that's the only way people change <laughs> there's no other way so yeah so if if, so if uh if there's anything left that you want to make a final comment on go ahead for sure uh, first of all i want to thank you so much for sharing such a great topic i think it's going to help uh, our listeners a lot basically and uh ultimately any idea can be turned into a source of income and any idea must be turned into a source of income if it is to last and to serve a lot of people. Now, someone's like, well, I just do this as a hobby. I just want people to know. I just enjoy doing it. Well, I'm sorry. If you're not paid for what you do, eventually you will have to somehow make a living, right? And then eventually you'll stop doing this and you'll do things that you don't like as much. So you might as well start making money from the things you love doing. And that means you need to actually find ways to turn your passion into a profession. I've always said this, you know, uh, on podcasts, social media, uh, basically in events, you got to turn your passion into a profession. Because if you don't do that, then you will never be passionate about your profession. There's going to be like a boring job. You have to go, oh, I got to make ends meet, right? And guess what? If you ever do that, you probably will never, ever reach the top of your field. Because people who are at the top of any field are there because that field or that job or that career or that, you know, Business is their passion. And guess what? It is very hard to beat someone who is passionate about his or her job at their field. It's never going to happen. So you might as well do this right now and ask yourself, what is my passion? Then ask yourself, how can I find a way making a living doing that thing? Whether it is to start a business, whether it's to start to advertise it, whatever it is, you want to look at the aspects of it and understand that 
turning an idea into a dream, sorry, into a business that you really dream have in your life, that itself is going to take you through a lot of you know difficulties, which means the essence of that is belief in yourself and belief in your idea and that the fact that it can work. But is that enough? Is having a belief all that it takes to somehow achieve your goal? Of course not. You got to take action. Now, when it comes to taking action, you got to know what should I do? And guess what? If you're right now starting out as a new entrepreneur with a new idea, you do not have to do it all by yourself. Get a team. Find someone who is more experienced than you are in the field that you are, and then try to join forces. This is going to allow you to somehow use their experience. And of course, your ideas will contribute to their basically help. And this is going to create a team. And understand this. Successful ideas are rarely turned into profitable businesses alone. Usually that idea is shared and worked on by many people in a team made of individuals who trust each other, who work together very well, and who turn that idea into a way of serving others. And only then the money starts pouring in. So focus on that element as well and try to get a team. Don't do it alone by yourself. Uh, Grant Cardone says uh, the biggest mistake he made, probably the biggest mistake he made in his entire career was that he started building a team way too late. He was doing it all by himself until the age of 40 or something, 44, I believe, or 45. And it's been less than about 15, 20 years where he actually began building a large team. And that, for him, was uh, the reason why he's not a billionaire right now. And that's the thing that he really is upset about, is that he said, if I went back, the first thing I would have done, I would have definitely uh, built a large team because that way, his net worth would, would have now exceeded $1 billion. Now it's not. And why? Because he did not build a good team, right? So please try your best. Try to actually uh, go for teams. Don't do it alone. If you probably have some you know, creative idea, the chances are you're a little bit you know, eccentric. And oftentimes it's hard to be in a team if you find yourself to be superior to others. But tr- please just hold a goddamn, you know, hold, hold, a, hold on to your goddamn ego and just try to build a team. That'll help both of you and the entire team, and hopefully you'll be able to you know, make a great business. So get a team and then try to take action to turn an idea into a business, knowing that almost any idea in the modern world can be turned into a service or a product and can be advertised for free on social media. So take advantage of this opportunity. And as always, thank you, Dan, for joining us. Thank you so much. And I would like to appreciate uh, the fact that you're here all the time and being a great producer of the show, choosing great topics. And uh, I heard a lot about some of our future plans, maybe regarding the website for the web, uh, basically for uh, the podcast. So I truly appreciate all the effort you're putting in, man. It's coming. It's coming. Just wait for it, guys. Just wait for it. We'll, we'll do a lot, a lot more. That was a sneak peek, guys. Stay tuned. That's right. We got a new website coming. Oh, yeah. That's right. Lots of stuff overall. And, um, Thanks, as always, for our listeners for tuning in. Uh, We love having you. We love listening to your comments and feedbacks and what you want to hear, etc. Until another later episode. Have a great one. Bye-bye.